Warning, station is now code blue. first episode of Geek Pod Blue. Now, my name is Hugh, and if you don't know who I am, it's very odd that you are listening to a spin-off podcast of another podcast that you also don't listen to. I don't uh, intend to tell people how to live their lives, but that is just a little bit strange. Now, for everyone who is familiar with who I am and what Geek Pod is, let me explain to you what Geek Pod Blue is about. Uh, basically, you may have recalled us talking on the Mothership Show a little bit about how we don't always get to the news in a timely manner. And that bothers us because we want to be there to give you what you need when you need it. And uh, this is in part due to our recording schedule. We record every two weeks, and a lot of times I'm only able to cover news from the last few days before we record. uh, Because those are the big things, that's what's in people's minds, so we kind of cover the, the more recent stories. Also, as we get into convention season, there will be a lot of times that we are not able to record a typical episode. A lot of times we will be at a convention or an event, and we lose a lot of stuff in the shuffle. So Paul and I came up with an idea to be able to get out to you guys more often and more frequently. Uh, That's Geek Pod Gold and Geek Pod Blue. Uh, Kind of an homage to the 90s X-Men books and the current X-Men books now again. Also because if you take a gold and blue and put them together, you get Geek Pod Green. Now we haven't actually tried that, but we're making an an assumption based on what we know about colors. Uh, We're going to roll with that, and if somebody wants to prove us wrong, feel free. Now, the idea here is we should be able to record separate podcasts and get them out on a weekly or semi-weekly basis to make up for times when the normal Geek Pod show just can't get out there. These are going to be, you know, shorter shows covering a range of topics, generally, at least for myself, for Geek Pod Blue, covering news. Occasionally we may go and veer off into other directions, other topics that the, the week's events bring up. You know, there is not really a... A guide here. This is kind of a a work in progress. Uh, Let's just get something out for our listeners uh, more often than we have been. So, uh, just so you guys are aware, uh, we are not recording in the typical GeekPod studio uh, like the normal show is done. I am recording from what some people might call my Rev quarters. Uh, This is my uh, office at home where I work for Rev, as I've discussed before. And uh, so you may hear some crazy stuff here. You may hear kids barking and dogs crying. That kind of stuff happens because I'm recording at home. Uh, Again, if you have a problem with it, you may want to look at your podcast choices. So we are going to go right into the news, and we're going to start off by talking about the Hellboy reboot that was announced this week. Uh, This is going to be directed by Neil Marshall, who has a lot of of experience with horror movies, and it certainly seems as if that's kind of what they're shooting for. They've said this is going to have a darker vibe, an R-rated vibe. They want to make sure that this is kind of a scary movie, which goes you know goes along with the Hellboy concept. Hellboy certainly is a horror comic. I would classify it as that. I think that some of the problem and some of the reason that people are, are upset about this is the fact that this is a reboot of a movie where the principal director and cast were trying to get a third sequel made. Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro have been working on Hellboy 3 for years. They've been trying to get this up and running and all of a sudden we announce a reboot. Now this reboot is going to star David Harbour who you may know from Stranger Things as Jim Hopper, as Hellboy. 
Now, I can look at him and go, yeah, I can see it. You know, if you're going to cast somebody as Hellboy, I totally get it. But the problem is you're going up against Ron Perlman, or as he probably tells his friends to call him, Ron Mother Effin' Perlman. Now, I don't know if you guys are very familiar with him outside his movie roles, but this guy's Facebook feed looks like the most interesting man in the world with more alcohol. Uh, this He's definitely a force to be reckoned with, and he certainly elevates everything he's in. And these are big shoes to fill. Not even big shoes. He's trying to fill shoes that were just standing outside the same door knocking, trying to get in at the same time. Uh, first of all, I imagine a lot of the actors and people involved with the original Hellboy movies are kind of pissed off. You know, because they were trying to get another movie made. This isn't a property that they stopped making movies on and there was no interest in 10, 15 years ago or something that came to a conclusion. They've been actively trying to get a sequel going for years. To suddenly have this reboot announced certainly has to bother them. And it certainly is bothering the fans. I mean, there, there are a lot of people who are not particularly on board with this. And I personally feel bad for David Harbour because he's going to put up with a lot of uh, flack from the fans who really just want to see Perlman in this role. Now... Don't get me wrong, okay? I like Rod Perlman. He is one of my favorite actors, and I, the man is amazing. Uh, I'm not saying that nobody else can ever play Hellboy, but I do think it's sad that David Harbour is going to get a lot of uh, static for something that's out of his control. And if somebody comes along to you and says, hey, would you like to star as you know a very famous comic book character and uh, you know, a reboot of a very famous franchise, of course he's going to say yes. In fact, saying no would be silly. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. I still think it's odd that an established franchise can't get a sequel, but they push for a reboot. But we're going to have to see where this all leads. Next up is Nightwing Kills the DC Universe, or at least that's how I see it. A new series from Kyle Higgins and Trevor McCarthy is going to tell a dark what-if tale where Dick Grayson turns on the world's superheroes. Now, he puts together a team called the Crusaders to get the job done. And apparently, this new comic, Nightwing The New Order, begins with Nightwing critically injuring Superman. So clearly, this is not uh, in continuity. Uh, it sounds a little like the popular uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, but we're told that Dick will eventually change sides. Apparently, the Crusaders now come after him, and he sees the light. Now, i got to step back here for a second. Uh, the reason being... If you're going to tell an world story, if you're going to tell a what-if story, if you're going to use this medium, this blank canvas, as it were, to tell a story you can't tell in continuity, why can't you just take it to a, a grim and dark and interesting conclusion? We all know that Nightwing's a superhero. Uh, I don't believe that there's room for redemption in a story where you know this guy may have offed Superman or Batman or other, other characters, regardless of what the motivation was. It just doesn't make sense. And even if they can narratively make this make sense, why give it a happy ending, or at least why try to turn the main character into a hero again? Let him not be the hero. Let the villain be the hero of the story. That's the point of having out-of-continuity stories. And I feel like DC is taking the safe route here. They certainly could be taking a larger risk with this story. It's a great concept. I mean, Nightwing, you know, people say he's the most well-rounded superhero in the DC universe. Uh, and being taught by Batman, you know, learning everything he knew growing in the, up in the Batcave. I mean, you could certainly see him turning around and being the guy, if it wasn't Batman, to be able to take down all the other big heroes if necessary. To do that for uh, nebulous or negative reasons is even more interesting, and it pains me to know that DC is going to take the safe way out on this. 
Uh, this could have been a story that shined unchained from continuity, and it really feels to me, at least personally, like it's going to be a sales grab. You know, shock value, a couple first, second, and third issue covers with him taking on DC superheroes, and then it's going to be another typical story uh, that they wrap up with a bow so that nobody gets mad at them. We're going to have to wait and see, though, and we'll be able to find out, because Nightwing, the new order, is out this August. Now, you hear me flipping a page. That is because, this being the very first episode, I decided to script things out a little bit, or at least give myself far more copious notes than I generally do. And the reason for that is, this is the first time I've done a solo podcast. I don't know if anybody out there has done a podcast before, but doing it with another person is difficult enough, especially if his name is Paul Showens. Trying to do it on your own is even more difficult, because first of all, it's harder to, to stay on topic. You would think it wouldn't be, but it actually is, because you're, you're trying to think while you're talking, and that it can easily take you in other places. When you're with other people, you can think while they're talking and figure out what you want to say. And I certainly don't want this to sound like a scripted show, so I'm certainly taking my time trying to put this together and figure out what this is going to be. Now, right off the bat, I'm noticing that it's really hard to make jokes and be funny while you're podcasting solo. That's very difficult. Now, it's entirely possible that I'm not funny. I'm going to have to think on that. Next up, we have some really huge news in the world of 2000 AD. Judge Dredd is coming to television. Yes, that Judge Dredd. I'm talking, I am the law, Judge Dredd. Now, Rebellion, who are the shepherds of the Judge Dredd franchise have announced that they are developing a TV show based on the one man who is the law. Judge Dredd Mega City 1 will not be a sequel to the most recent film, but is going to share that feel and that vibe. You know, they're they're kind of it's not going to be a direct continuation of that story, but it's going to feel like it could take place in the same world. Now, there's no news on casting yet, which is typical of something that's just been announced. However, keep in mind Ages ago, Carl Urban said he would be completely on board with a TV show. Now, you've got to think to yourself, this is big news, you know, if he's hearing this, you know, if he's not already involved, he's probably got to be excited because this is something that he really wanted. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to do this, but considering that Star Trek IV seems farther off than it is closer these days, he certainly might have the time to do that. I would love to see Urban... Uh, put on the helmet again, but I'm also okay with somebody else. Now, in my personal opinion, the only person who should ever play Judge Dredd is Toby Longworth. Uh, But let's be honest. Really, the person isn't as important as the voice in the chin. I mean, this is a character that's, you know, only seen, you know, from the top of the helmet down to the chin. As long as the person has a good voice, you know, a deep, gravelly Judge Dredd voice, and a strong-looking chin, they're probably going to do okay. And I'm probably going to piss some people off, but I even think Stallone was fine as Judge Dredd. If he had left the helmet on, everything would have been fine. Well, that and if he had shot Rob Schneider right at the beginning of the film, that would have been much better. Now, we're going to have to wait and see who ends up being cast. I'm sure this is going to be coming to a TV station near you if you pay extra per month for that premium channel, because that's how these things generally go. And I just got to throw it out there, you know, if, if Carl Urban isn't going to take this on... I know a certain Ian Palmer who already has an outfit in his own lawgiver. I'm not sure how Judge Palmer's acting chops are, but hey, if I were you, I would throw your hat in the ring or helmet, as it were, because why not? Uh, or you know, you even could get cast as a you know an ancillary character, some another judge, because they did say this will have 
other judges judges in it. It's not just going to be Judge Dredd. He will be the, the main character, I guess. But there's going to be a lot of other characters that are part of this. Now, interestingly enough, no release date has been set, uh, set yet, but the production company says this is going to be the most expensive TV show that they've ever developed. This means that there are some people out there willing to dump a lot of money into a property that really deserves to be treated right, finally. Uh, I mean, we almost got it with the last Judge Dredd movie had they been able to build that into a franchise. But I think a story like this really will shine in a more long-form format like television. Now, finally, in a case of Art Imitates Life Imitates Art, the URL www.hail-hydra.com now redirects you to the whitehouse.gov page specifically for the Trump administration. Now, of course, Hydra is the fascist terrorist group from Marvel Comics and Films with a habit of infiltrating government from the inside and taking them over. Now, originally I was going to end this little bit by saying I'm not sure there's much I can say about this without crying. Just because, again, life imitating art. However, this ended up leading to something else I don't even think Paul knows about, so I'm going to um, lay some truth out there now. I posted this to the GeekPod Facebook feed yesterday, and... Something happened. I found the article. I uh, sh- tried to share it to uh, our page uses, using Pages Manager. And then I went about my business. And about two minutes later, my wife says to me, why are you posting stuff about Donald Trump to the GeekPod Facebook page? And I was like, what, what, what? I ran to my phone, started looking at it, discovered that instead of pasting the link to the article, it had pasted the actual link, which, of course went to the actual page. So for about two minutes, there was actually a, uh, a Donald Trump uh, administration page up on in the GeekPod Facebook feed. It does not appear that anybody saw that, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, that is not what I intended to do. Kind of made me wonder if they kind of did that on purpose because they were trying to infiltrate the GeekPod Facebook page. Now, I, I got to ask you guys, when you think about names, think about naming a kid, a dog, um, get a, anything else you might want to name, Paul, uh, where do you get your, your inspiration from? Do you draw from comic books, TV, things like that? It certainly seems that people do that. Every year, you know, whatever Disney movie seems to be popular, you know, now there's a bunch of girls named Elsa and Anna, and I'm guessing we're going to see a bunch of kids named Moana and Maui coming up. But something interesting happened last year. 238 parents named their screaming crying, tantrum-throwing baby after another screaming, crying, tantrum-throwing baby from Star Wars The Force Awakens, and that would be Kylo Ren. You did hear me correctly. 238 parents in the U.S. in the year 2016 named their child Kylo. Let that sink in. Now, if you're going to name your kid after a horrible character who kills their parent in a movie that they might not even like when they grow up, it's entirely possible that when they grow up, they might turn around and kill you. Uh, It would almost be like you deserved it. Uh, That's just bad. I mean, really, if you'd named your kid after a positive character or something... In fact, you know, I think I know what happened, okay? I know exactly what happened. 
These parents went into Walmart three months before The Force Awakens came out and bought all the toys because they knew it was going to be big. They'd probably never seen the movie. They bought that big two-and-a-half, three-foot-tall Kylo Ren said, oh, his costume looks really great. I, I think that's really a really cool toy. My kid's going to love it. And then like, oh, we're having another kid. Let's name him Kylo and have no idea what the character's about. Now, maybe Kylo will end up being a hero by the end of the trilogy. Maybe not. But uh, this kind of makes me think, imagine if back in the late 70s, parents had started naming their kids Darth. I mean, Darth. Hi, my name is Darth Jones. <laughs> Hi, I'm Darth Allen, or Darth Showins, even. Um, you don't name your kid after the villain of a movie. I, that's just wrong. You, you guys should be ashamed. I, I, I actually feel bad for those children. Those are therapy bills that I hope their parents have to pay someday. Now, if anyone out there is thinking about naming their child Kylo, please do me a favor. Reach out to us at contribute at geekpod.com. Let me talk to you. Let me bring you off that ledge. I am here for you. And that's pretty much all for this episode. Now, I do want to reach out to the fans. Um, this has been a short little episode, so we're going to see where things go from here. Uh, but certainly, you know, the people that generally contribute, Laura, Nick, you know, Anthony, whoever's listening, please shoot me a line. The easiest thing you can do is reach out to me on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can get me right at the Facebook uh, GeekPod page or on Twitter. It's at Hugh underscore GeekPod. Um, Tell me what you want to talk about, what you want me to talk about. Throw questions out there. Uh, tell me what your friends think about what's going on in the geek world. I don't care. Ask me how to make a turkey. I'm doing that right now, too. Uh, please, just let, let's get a dialogue going. Let's make this your show, because without you guys, we wouldn't be here with a spinoff of the Mothership Geek Pod, uh, getting ready to launch a whole new promotion with both Geek Pod Blue and Geek Pod Gold. Thank you. I want to talk to you guys. And I can't wait till next time when we get to do that. Because uh, you know, i got to let you know, we got some big stuff planned over the next few weeks. Uh, there may not be an episode dropping immediately next week of the regular Geek Pod show because we are going to be doing some stuff on location and maybe even filming. And the editing of that might cause things to be delayed a little bit. We're not going to talk about it now because it's going to be a big surprise, uh, but you might be looking to GeekPod Blue and GeekPod Gold uh, to get your fix over the next few weeks while we take care of that special project, which we know you're going to love. And that's it for this episode of GeekPod Blue. Be sure to tune in next time and we'll find out just how many Pop-Tarts I can eat in a row using only one side of my mouth. Till then, tuck and roll, kids. GeekPod Blue is a GeekPod Network production. Executive Producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by Jameis Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston. Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. GeekPod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find GeekPod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD.